Ladies and gentlemen, it has been 23 days since the last Across the Cavs podcast, so no more fitting soundbite than a mod crump introducing LeBron James. The best pregame moment of every Cavs game. Get to the end of the starting lineup, introducing LeBron, crowd going crazy. Shout out to Mod Crump, very lucky as a fan base to have him doing intros, always brings the excitement, his energy is on another level. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this is Across the Cavs, I'm your host Zach Weiss. It's been so long, because not too much has happened in, in the Cavs world. They did just sign Jordan Bell, making him the third Former Warrior in the last two years to sign. Patrick McCall played three games with the Cavs, and Alfonso McKinney has spent this season in the land. We'll see if he ends up getting minutes next season. A whole lot up in the air. Still have free agency. Still have the draft. The draft lottery, of course, to determine what pick the Cavs end up with. Wherever they land, have a big implication on how the team performs next season and into the, to the years beyond. If they get the guy they want, Pair them with Sexton, pair them with KPJ, Drummond, whoever they want around, Larry Nance. Could be on their way to being a playoff team pretty soon. And if not, this is a bad year to strike out. You don't want to have to end up in the lottery again. You probably will one or two more times after this season. So maybe whatever you don't draft this year, you can draft next year. But it's hoping they get it right. A couple of Cavs birthdays today. The first, Chris Mim. Perhaps a little more infamous than famous. He turns 41. Hasn't played in the NBA since he was 29 years old with the Lakers. He was the seventh pick in the draft by the Bulls. Cavs took Jamal Crawford, number eight. And they swapped. And he was an all-rookie performer his first year, averaging eight points and five rebounds. In year two, mostly as a starter again, averaged eight points and five rebounds. Then he fell out of the starting lineup completely when Carlos Boozer, Zunis Ogalskis were there and as soon as he was healthy again, he was back. This was just not good. Got traded to Boston during the 03-04 season, LeBron's rookie year. Had a couple of okay seasons for the Lakers. Missed an entire year, the 06-07 season with an ankle injury. Came back, hardly played over the next two. And that was his career, Chris Mim. He came and he went. And I kind of wish Jamal Crawford could have played for the Cavs, to be completely honest. Sorry to... Do this to you, Chris Mim, on your birthday, but can you imagine Jamal Crawford as a Cavalier? Would have been fantastic. I mean, just think if he had stayed a couple seasons, he was there with Andre Miller, with a little overlap. Could have been a lot of fun. You know, Chris Mim never quite panned out. He never even played more than 20 minutes a game, so I'm not quite sure what they saw in him. And foul trouble was somewhat of an issue as part of that. But if you're starting as a rookie, you should get a little more than 20 minutes a game. You can put that on the Cavs coaching staff or you can put it on a lot of people. But Chris Mim just didn't perform while he was in, in Cleveland. And you break it down at the end of the day and he just wasn't a good fit with the Cavs. And he got out. He was okay with the Lakers. And, and his career was over. I mean, you watch some old Kobe games at the beginning of the quarantine. The NBA TV was playing a bevy of old Laker games, the mid-2000s Kobe's, the days where he was scoring 81. That still can't get over that day, and what a game it was against Toronto and some others as well, his game winners, their play poor games against the Suns, Shaq's return, in which he was going against Mim, and, you know, it's too bad it didn't work out, but, again, 
Could have had Jamal Crawford. You chose to pick Chris Mim. You already had Big Z. At that point, you had Carlos Boozer, although he obviously found his way out of Cleveland and didn't exactly rub folks the right way. He definitely rubbed them the wrong way. And, you know, that's it. Chris Mim. Happy 41st birthday, though, Chris. And hope he's doing well. He's not on social media. I haven't heard much from him in the last 12 years since he fell out of the NBA with the Lakers, but that's that. Another Cavs birthday, Timofey Mozgov, the St. Petersburg, Russia native. Made his NBA debut in 2010 with the Knicks. Got dunked on by Blake Griffin. Then he went to Denver where he was hurt, barely played. Was hurt over each of the next couple of years. Did have a couple of... He had that big game in Denver where it was a big typo. Where it said he ended up with 93 points and 29 rebounds. It was actually 23 points. Nevertheless, Timo played parts of two seasons in Cleveland. Started overall 93 games out of the 122 he appeared in. He averaged 11-7 and seven with what just over a block game his first season. Big performance in the finals. Signed a monster contract with the Lakers. Started 50 games. Highly ineffective. Went to the Nets. Injury struck. Never played another game. But Timo, who's 34, loved having him in Cleveland. Clearly, he loved to be there. He's looking back at some old pictures of the day he received his ring when the Cavs met the Lakers for the first time, and they loved him, and for good measure. Great teammate. His role changed significantly, and from his second playoff appearance to the first, if we... He didn't start any games the second time through and only averaged six minutes after playing 27 minutes a game the first time. He played more minutes because Kevin Love was out and Tristan had to <clears throat> slide to the four. But he got helped the Cavs in whatever way he could. And he got the ring with the fellas. Happy birthday, Team of Hope he's well. Hope he's feeling healthy finally. And you know, He just did so much good in, that, in his time there. And obviously the stats weren't blowing gonna blow you away he protected the rim and you know he kept everyone engaged and that's really all you can ask from your big so he's 34 chris mim is 41 folks there will be 19 cavaliers players whose teams will be playing in orlando on the 22 that still remain 16 of them are healthy the three that are not Kyrie Irving, Rodney Hood, and David Nwaba. And you have the guys that probably won't play much. Tyler Cook in Denver. David Nwaba, obviously he's out. Tyler Zeller in San Antonio, and Cameron Payne in Phoenix. Then you have the rotation guys. Alec Burks in Philly, Jordan Clarkson in Utah, Jay Crowder in Miami. Seth Curry only played one game for the Cavs, but he technically is a former Cav. Wish it was longer. He had more of a chance. Happy to see how good he's become in Dallas. Jeff Green in Houston. Danny Green in L.A. George Hill is with Kyle Korver in Milwaukee. Uh, And then I mentioned Cameron Payne in Phoenix. J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters in L.A. So 19 Cavs. One-time Cavs. Cameron Payne for a very brief time. Patrick McCall for just three games. He's with the Raptors. He spent three games with the Cavs. Then he was gone. Then he won another ring. Played three years in the NBA, he's won three rings. Trying to make it four for four with the Raptors. Don't count them out. Big time dark horse to actually claim the ring, but it you never know. Especially given that home court advantage no longer exists. 
anyone can win in the Orlando reboot. So ranking the five Cavaliers that I'll be rooting the hardest for in Orlando. Starting backwards. Number five, Kyle Korver. One of the best three-point shooters the game has ever seen. Drafted back in 2004. In the second round, he was the 51st pick by the Nets, traded to the Sixers. In his second season in the league, he made 226 threes, a number that is still his career best. And this was at a time where that was a lot more difficult to do. He's only started 400 times in his career. Those two years with Philly where he was a starter, started most of his games with the Hawks, made five starts with the Cavs in total. Hasn't started on Utah or Milwaukee in second time around in Utah, but he, he can score the three. He's had a marvelous career. He was an all-star in Atlanta. He's always worn that number 26 Creighton product. And just to think, as a rookie, he only averaged four and a half points a game. It was almost all threes for him. He's a career 43% shooter from deep, 88% at the line. He just brings so much to the table for this Bucks team. Obviously not what he did in Atlanta or his early days in Philly, but Kyle Korver's lights out. And 50 appearances this season, 7 points a night, shooting 41% from 3. In all, he has 86 makes. He's not going to be a huge part of the rotation, but he should get his 10 to 15 minutes a night. It's too bad that his playoff days with the Cavs didn't go over so well. He was in it with Utah last year. He's in it again here with Milwaukee. Just love Kyle Korver. Nothing to dislike about him. And obviously he's using his platform for good. You see some of the things he's tweeting about. He's going to wear on his jersey. Understanding that he has the opportunity to make a change. Because a lot of people care about what he has to say. He is the number five guy on this list. I'll be rooting the hardest for in Orlando. Uh, on this list of former Cavs. Number four, Joe Harris. His days in Cleveland were brief, but in that one year, hit hit a whole lot of threes, fell out of the rotation as soon as they got Jr. and Iman from New York. But the fan favorite, at least in my eyes, I loved watching him. Personally got to attend the game and saw him go out there and knock down some threes. He had a cheering section that day at TD Garden in Boston. Security guard, the usher, were very confused why... They were cheering for this number 12 guy who looked like he was 18. No facial hair for the Cavs. They let him know. They were fans from Virginia. Love what Joey brings to the court. He's turned into quite the player for Brooklyn. Not only is a three-point specialist where he shot 48% last season, but as a guy that can drive the lane and finish, and I just think if only the Cavs gave him another opportunity. If he had gotten a few more minutes, perhaps, that first year when they had all those injuries, without Kevin Love and without Kyrie, could have, could have done something good for them. But looking forward to watching him. The Nets are extremely shorthanded. But watching Joe is going to be awesome to see. I've loved every game of his I've seen with Brooklyn. He's confident. He's smart. And just his game is awesome. Actually, that's a terrible word. His game is a lot more than awesome. His game is beautiful, is what it is. The way he's got gorgeous technique when he's firing up the three. I just love what Joey Buckets brings. 
Number three, J.R. Smith. You might be asking, why is J.R. Smith so high on this list when there's so many other guys you can put ahead of him? No hard feelings over that mistake in 2018. Nobody's perfect. You know, accidents happen. It just so happened to be in the NBA Finals that it occurred where he forgot how much time was on the clock. And he didn't know the game was tied. He just dribbled it out, and that was that. Austin overtime ended up getting swept, played six more games in Cleveland, and that was it. But he helped deliver a ring. And the year they lost in six, he was lights out from deep all series. Same with the time they lost in five, because the Warriors were just unbelievable once they got Kevin Durant. But he never gave in. He never gave up. He was hitting shots from all over the place, playing fantastic defense. I just love J.R. Smith. I think that... He's come a long way from his days in New York where he was untying shoes and pantsing players during the game. Obviously, at the soup incident with Damon Jones, we never saw it. We don't know. We just know what we heard. It probably did happen, but I just love what J.R. Smith brings, and I just really do hope he finds success in L.A. along with Dion. There are three, four former Cavs on that team, Dion, J.R., LeBron, and Danny Green, two of which never had a fair opportunity. Dion did, and then once they got LeBron, he was kind of forced out. But J.R., Cavalier for life, no reason to retire the number five, didn't play enough games, but I look at him, lights out, score, he hits from everywhere. So, number two, Jordan Clarkson. Didn't start really making an impact for the Cavs until LeBron James left. But boy, did he ever have an impact as a sixth man over the last two seasons. He was just scoring from all over the place. It was Clarkson time. Perhaps a little too often it became Clarkson time, or Jordan would kind of take it, run the clock, and start shooting often. But... I just love watching Jordan play. He's ability to get to the rim. He's got a gorgeous-looking floater. His three-point shot has certainly come on. His last game with the Cavs this year was a win, and it was fantastic to watch him go to work against the Grizzlies and what would be his final game in the land. Jordan Clarkson's a high-energy guy, and with Bojan Bogdanovic not playing for the Jazz, his energy... For the ability to score off the bench, it'll be more important than ever. Clarkson is a game-changing player, and he's probably going to have to be the third scorer, or probably the, perhaps the second scorer for the Jazz after Donovan Mitchell. Probably be playing 30 minutes a game. This is going to be his first opportunity in the playoffs to have a real role. As much as I love the Cavs teams that had the, the Cavs team that had Clarkson and Hood and Nance, I, George Hill, they got all those guys at the deadline. You look back, it was just a bad fit. Clarkson needs the ball in his hands with LeBron James being there and having it as often as he does. Less opportunity to create his own look. He was under pressure playing in the spotlight for the first time after never sniffing the playoffs with the Lakers and barely ever winning 20 games in a season. Now he's in Utah. He's had time to adjust. They're not quite on national television as much as his Cavs were or even as his Lakers during Kobe's final season were. But they obviously have national attention. Playing for a great fan base, which will not play a role, but I just I like what Jordan brings, and I hope he thrives in a big way. He's the second second the guy I'm rooting for second hardest to thrive and tear it up. And first choice, there's no doubt he delivered on his promise. This is not Miami. LeBron James with the Lakers got the Cavs a ring. 
got out. He's in L.A. now. He's got Anthony Davis. He's got Danny Green. He's got Deion Waiters, J.R. Smith. Look at all those old calves. Love watching LeBron James in Cleveland or not. Scores from everywhere. He's improved his three-point shot. Starting almost 11 assists a game as the starting point guard. The King is back after getting hurt on Christmas Day a year ago. And, I mean, what, what else can we say about King James? 11 seasons in the land. He revamped the entire economy in the city of Cleveland, the state of Ohio, with all the merch, the attention they brought to the team, uh, selling out arenas every night, which they still do. But LeBron is to Cleveland. LeBron, LeBron meant to Cleveland, I should say. It goes way beyond basketball. The I Promise School... He just is a perfect role model. It's very difficult, you can imagine, to have the the amount of spotlight that's on LeBron James. He can't do anything without the media dissecting what it means. And I just look at him. He's been in the league for 17 years. No off-court incidents. Got the ring for the Cavs. Five trips to the finals. Nine trips to the playoffs in 11 seasons. And he just meant everything to the city. And obviously, it's not my favorite Cav anymore. He can't be anyone's favorite Cav currently because he's not there. You look on the all-time list, there's no doubt the king is at the top. So many people began watching Cavs basketball again because of LeBron. There was the Price and Darty era. There was a big lull. They did make a trip to the playoffs a couple once in there and... Then they kind of were irrelevant for a few years. A terrible season in 02-03 leads to Braun coming to town. And the rest is history. Thank you for everything you've done for Cleveland, LeBron James. Look forward to cheering you on in L.A. And obviously the guys I didn't mention still, George Hill. A couple hard feelings about the free throw, though. But hope he does well for Milwaukee. Jeff Green in Houston playing backup center. Jeff Green helped the Cavs get to their final finals. Their last finals. <laughs> Better worded. When he scored 19 in Game 7 against his old Celtic team. So for all those Cavs, good luck. Tyler Cook, who played for the team this year, best of luck to you. Tyler Zeller, it's been a while since he's been in Cleveland. Glad to see he got picked up by the Spurs. We got two weeks, and the NBA is back. And that'll do it for this edition of Across the Cavs. Thank you all for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Catch me on Twitter. All tweets. And thoughts at Across Cavs.